Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. He's helped me to transform, to be transformed into the image of God, which is God's purpose for my life. I have the faith now to be able to stand through anything that I go through. I know that I'm going to come out victorious on the other side because of what I've learned through this ministry. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today is my last day to be teaching on this subject, More Grace, More Favor. It's a brand new book I've got out. I've got CDs and DVDs on it. And we've also got this little bonus uh, offer of self-centeredness, the source of all grief. And today's my last day to be promoting this over the television. So I would like to encourage you to please go to the effort of calling or writing and getting these materials. I promise you they'll help you. And some people think, well, I've heard all of the TV programs. Why do I need the materials? I've already heard it. Well, I can tell you for one thing, I just cannot teach the same thing twice in the same way. Uh, what I've said here varies from this. And if you put together what I've said here and get this, it would make a difference. Plus, you, this is the kind of thing you need to go over and over. You don't just learn this and you've got it and you never deal with it again. You need to go over and over it. And these materials would really help you to be able to share this with somebody else. It's one thing to tell a person, God spoke to me through this program and here's what I've learned. But it's another thing to be able to take this and uh, share it with someone else. So there's multiple reasons, but you really need to get these materials. I believe they'd be a blessing to you. Today's my last day to be teaching on this. There's no way I can put this into its context, really. If you've missed any of this, just get the materials or go to our website and watch the teaching. But let me deal with one thing right here, that there is a misconception about most people think that people at their core are basically good. I've heard people say this. I saw something on TV just yesterday where a man said this, that people are basically good. I would say this, that there is some good inside of every person. God created us in His image, and He looked at us and said, it's good. And so there is good inside of every person. But I don't think that we are basically good. Let me share this verse with you here out of Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? This is what the Bible says, that the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Did you know that the United States, this was one of the verses that they used. It, it was preached in the Great Awakening, and this is specifically a scriptural verse that the founding fathers of America used to devise our system of government. They said that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And they were fearful to invest any one person with the power to run the nation because they knew that even though you might have some people who would do it good, that the heart is evil and desperately wicked and given time, it would wind up working against us. And so that's the reason they devised this system of government where you had the judicial and the, and the legislative and the uh, executive branches, all three here, and they, they were keeping each other in balance. 
And it was because they knew that people weren't basically good, that people were basically bad. And if you gave any one person control, that it would wind up eventually coming into a tyrant and that they would do things against the people that they ruled over. So anyway, it's important that you recognize that before we got born again, let me just, there's so many scriptures on this. I'm just picking a couple of these out to show, to make this point. Like I said, this is my last day to be teaching on this. But let me share this with you out of Ephesians chapter 2. And in verse 1, it says, And you hath he quickened, that means made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. When sin entered into the human race, we died. That's what God told Adam and Eve. In the day you eat thereof, you shall surely die. They didn't die physically for 930 years. That's when their body died, but they died spiritually. They became separated from God the moment they transgressed and ate of the forbidden fruit. And so this says that you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. We weren't just sick. We weren't just weak or anemic. We were dead. We were separated from God. We were, our heart was evil and desperately wicked. That's what these verses are saying. In verse 2, it says, Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. You know, there's many of you watching this program that right now would say, Well, that wasn't me. I wasn't. I wasn't walking according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that works in the children of disobedience. I might not have been born again, but I wasn't demon-possessed or demon-influenced. See, a lot of people think I was really a, a good sinner. There is no such thing as a good sinner. And you could define that in many ways, but I've been teaching on humility, teaching against pride, and I'm telling you, one of the manifestations of this fallen nature is this pride to where we only see things from our perspective. We only promote ourselves. We would stab another person in the back if it helped us to get an advantage. That is evil. That is desperately wicked. That is contrary to the nature that God created man with. God created us to be like Him, and God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Jesus literally gave His life for us. He valued us more than He valued Himself. That is not the way that most people are. I already quoted those verses over in Philippians chapter 2, "...let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God..." thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. Jesus humbled himself to live and to serve and to wash our feet and to take care of us and put our needs ahead of his own. That is so contrary to human nature fallen human nature. You may think, I was never controlled by the prince of the power of the air. But if you were selfish, if you were just looking at things from your own standpoint, you were. You may not realize it, but that's what these verses are saying. That we all walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom we all had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. This says that our nature was the children of wrath, or you could say it was demonic. 
WE HAD LOST THAT GODLY NATURE. WE HAD DIED TO GOD, AND NOW WE WERE LIVING FOR OURSELF AND PROMOTING OURSELF AND THINKING ABOUT ONLY ABOUT OURSELF. THAT IS NOT THE WAY THAT GOD CREATED ANY OF US TO BE. SO I'M SAYING ALL OF THESE THINGS TO SAY THAT, SEE, THERE'S A LOT OF PEOPLE THINK, WELL, I WAS BASICALLY GOOD. I HEARD ONE WOMAN ON TELEVISION ONE TIME GIVE HER TESTIMONY, AND SHE SAYS, I WASN'T LIKE EVERYBODY ELSE. MY LIFE WASN'T FALLING APART. I WAS RICH. I HAD FAME. I HAD EVERYTHING. I HAD HEALTH. I HAD EVERYTHING. AND SHE SAID, JESUS IS JUST THE ICING ON THE CAKE. HE JUST MADE MY LIFE A LITTLE BIT BETTER. I'M NOT SURE SHE WAS TRULY BORN AGAIN. BECAUSE YOU CAN'T COME WITHOUT RECOGNIZING THAT YOU WERE BY NATURE A CHILDREN OF THE DEVIL that you were walking according to the prince of this power of the air. You were being influenced by the devil. There's nobody that is good without God. Jesus said this over in John chapter 15, verse 5. He says, without me, you can do nothing. He didn't say you could do some things, but you can do it even better with me. No, he says, without me, you can do nothing. NOW, I WILL ADMIT THIS, I'M NEVER WITHOUT HIM. SINCE I'VE BEEN BORN AGAIN, HE'LL NEVER LEAVE ME NOR FORSAKE ME. AND SO I'M NEVER WITHOUT HIM, AND THEREFORE I DON'T HAVE THIS, WOE IS ME, I CAN DO NOTHING, I HAVE NOTHING ATTITUDE. BUT I DO RECOGNIZE THAT IF SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER YOU COULD SEPARATE ME FROM GOD AND FROM THE INFLUENCE THAT GOD HAS IN MY LIFE, THAT THERE IS NO GOOD THING IN ME. THE APOSTLE PAUL EVEN SAID THIS. HE SAYS, FOR IN ME, THAT IS, IN MY FLESH DWELLETH NO GOOD THING, ROMANS CHAPTER 7. IF HE HADN'T PUT THAT PHRASE, THAT IS, IN MY FLESH, HE WOULD HAVE BEEN WRONG BECAUSE GOD WAS IN HIM, AND GOD IS A GOOD THING. BUT HE WAS TALKING ABOUT IF SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER YOU COULD SEPARATE HIM FROM WHO HE WAS IN CHRIST, WELL, THEN IN HIM, JUST IN HIS NATURAL SELF, THERE WAS NO GOOD THING. OUR SOCIETY HAS BEEN SO INFLUENCED BY PSYCHOLOGY TO WHERE WE'VE GOT TO HAVE POSITIVE SELF-ESTEEM. WE'VE GOT TO HAVE THESE GOOD ATTITUDES AND STUFF THAT THAT HAS BECOME LIKE A GOD TO SOME PEOPLE, AND THEY MAKE THEMSELVES FEEL GOOD ABOUT THEMSELVES AT ALL COSTS. AND THE WAY THAT THEY NORMALLY DO IT IS BY PUTTING DOWN EVERYBODY ELSE. AND THEY WILL FIND SOMETHING TO CRITICIZE IN EVERYBODY ELSE AND MAKE THEMSELVES LOOK GOOD. OR IF THEY HAVE JUST SOME GLARING uh, CHARACTER FLAW IN THEM, RATHER THAN ACCEPT RESPONSIBILITY, THEY'LL GO BACK AND SAY, WELL, IT'S BECAUSE I WAS RAISED IN A DYSFUNCTIONAL FAMILY. I WAS ABUSED WHEN I WAS A CHILD. IT'S BECAUSE OF THE COLOR OF MY SKIN. IT'S BECAUSE I DON'T HAVE THE EDUCATION. IT'S BECAUSE THE GOVERNMENT HASN'T GIVEN ME ENOUGH. AND THEY WILL TRY AND BLAME SOMEBODY ELSE FOR THEIR PROBLEMS. AND THEY JUST HAVE TO FEEL GOOD ABOUT THEMSELVES AT ANY EXPENSE. AND IN ORDER TO DO THAT, THEY CRITICIZE OTHERS. THEY BLAME OTHERS FOR THEIR OWN PROBLEMS. I'M TELLING YOU, AS LONG AS YOU DO THAT, YOU WILL ALWAYS BE A VICTIM. THE ONLY WAY YOU CAN BECOME A VICTOR IS TO ACCEPT RESPONSIBILITY FOR YOUR OWN PROBLEMS. THAT'S NOT TO SAY THAT OTHER PEOPLE DON'T INFLUENCE YOU AND GIVE YOU AN OPPORTUNITY TO HAVE PROBLEMS, BUT IT'S YOUR CHOICE WHETHER YOU BECOME BITTER OR BETTER, AND YOU HAVE TO QUIT BLAMING OTHER PEOPLE AND ACCEPT RESPONSIBILITY, AND YOU HAVE TO STAND, AND THAT'S THE ONLY WAY YOU'LL EVER BECOME A VICTOR INSTEAD OF A VICTIM. SO I'M SAYING ALL OF THESE THINGS TO SAY THAT IF YOU UNDERSTOOD THINGS FROM THE BIBLICAL PERSPECTIVE, THAT YOUR HEART IS EVIL AND DESPERATELY WICKED, LEFT TO YOURSELF WITHOUT THE INFLUENCE OF GOD IN YOUR LIFE, YOU WOULD BE TERRIBLE, TERRIBLE BY ANYBODY'S STANDARDS. YOU KNOW, THE SCRIPTURE SAYS IN PSALMS CHAPTER 36 THAT THE TRANSGRESSION OF THE WICKED SAITH WITHIN MY HEART THAT THERE IS NO FEAR OF GOD BEFORE HIS EYES. 
You go look at somebody who's raping, murdering, uh, pillaging, and doing all of the terrible things. They don't fear God. There is no reverence for God. They are doing things out of their own heart. And left to themselves, I guarantee you, we would all be a mess. You know, when I was in high school, they made me read this book, The Lord of the Flies. I actually protested because it had a lot of ungodly things in it, but they made me read it. And anyway, one of the things I got out of it, it was this group of kids that were marooned somewhere on an island or something. And within a very short period of time, these innocent kids had to start, you know, forming a society. How are we going to survive? Who's going to be in charge? And they wound up reproducing every evil that we see in the world today. These kids wound up reproducing the same thing, even to the point of murdering and hurting other people and hatred and gangs. And this group over here was prejudiced against this other group because that's just in the heart of every person. If you leave people to themselves, they will deteriorate every single time. You need the fear of God. You need the influence of God upon your heart. Now, when you get born again, you become a brand new person. And these things that I've been saying about who we are just in ourselves don't apply. Now, they, they are still there, but the difference is we have a new nature. And if we allow this new nature to start influencing and dominating our thinking and our actions, we can start reflecting and manifesting forth a godly attitude and righteousness. But it doesn't come naturally. It comes naturally to be a child of the devil, to be selfish and to promote ourselves. Look at it this way. When you were born, physically born, you came into this world 100% self-centered. You didn't care if your mother had been up all night long giving birth, if she was tired, if she needed rest. When you got ready to have your diaper changed, when you got ready to feed, you just would wake anybody up. You would interrupt their night's sleep. You could take a baby into a service. There could be a thousand people there wanting to hear somebody preach and, and give the word. And that kid doesn't care. He will cry. He will interrupt. He will affect the entire thing. He doesn't know that anybody exists but him. And you know what? When you're a week old, when you're a month old, that might be excusable because you just don't know anybody else exists. You, you are the center of your universe. But the problem is, is when you get to be 30 and 40 and 50 and 60 years old and you're still a brat, you still don't know that it's not all about you. You've never learned that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive, that it's in losing your life, that you find your life. You've never learned these things. And so because of it, it's just all about you. You know, a little baby will sit there and throw a fit and cry if it doesn't get its way. And because most parents are themselves self-centered and they weren't trained out of this selfishness and promotion of self-pride, they will sit there and reward the child just to shut them up. Like I've actually been in a supermarket before where you see a kid wanting a piece of candy or something and the mother says, no, you'll ruin your supper. And so they just keep wanting and finally they throw a fit. They'll fall down on the floor and cry. And instead of the parent doing what is good for the child and teaching them, no, self is not the center of the universe. No, you can't get just anything you want. Instead of doing that, most parents will look around, see other people looking at them. They will feel the rejection, the criticism that's coming their way. 
And so to stop the how they feel, how they feel people are rejecting them or criticizing them, they will give the kid what they want, in a sense, reward them for this negative behavior. And what they've done is just reinforcing them that you can get anything you want if you want to throw a big enough fit, if you want to just humiliate yourself in front of people. You can literally get your way by forcing people to do things just to shut you up. And so what happens is now we have 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 year old adult brats that are still throwing temper tantrums. They may not fall on the floor anymore and just, you know, suck their thumb and say they want something, but they'll sit there in a marriage and they'll turn the cold shoulder towards their mate and not say anything to them until they've punished them equal, they think, to what the mate has done to them. Or they just demand their way or they they go around and they criticize other people. They're just adult temper tantrums. That's not the way you get things. Now, that might be the way that the world works, but man, anytime you do get your own way, it comes with a lot of negative side effects associated with it. God's way is you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and He will give mercy unto you. He'll extend grace unto you and favor come when you humble yourself, not when you throw a fit and demand your own way. I tell you, the things I'm saying are so contrary to our world system, they need to be said. This is so important that you get this. You know, I've mentioned this a number of times, but I made this decision on March the 23rd, 1968 to turn from trying to do things in myself, trusting in myself, demanding God do something because I'm holy. I humbled myself before God and I started a journey. I haven't arrived, but I've left and I'm moving in that direction. And I started denying myself and trying to put God first in my life. And it's a process. I heard a man one time say that he had dealt with himself 20 years before and he had never had a selfish problem or thought since. And the moment he said that, I said, that man is deceived. That is just not the way that it is. You just don't get delivered of self. I've had people come up after I teach on things like this and said, would you please cast self out of me? No, I can't cast self out of you. You've got a carnal part of you. You've got a physical, natural mind and things, and you are going to have a self as long as you're alive in this body. The only way I can get you free of self completely is to kill you. And the moment you go to be with the Lord, well, then that old self nature and stuff is gone and you won't have to deal with it. But until that time, you've got it. You have to deal with it. You don't you don't get delivered of self. You deny self. You reject it. You get to where you focus more on who you are in Christ. You, you let Christ live through you. The Apostle Paul said, Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me in the life that I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul said it wasn't him. It was Christ living through him. Paul also said, Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There's a lot of Christians that just say, I can do all things. They have this positive attitude, but they don't emphasize it's through Christ. You need to have two things that appear to be contradictory and, and uh, to each other. You need to have these things in balance. 
YOU NEED ON ONE HAND, I CAN DO ALL THINGS THROUGH CHRIST. AND ON THE OTHER HAND, JOHN CHAPTER 15, VERSE 5, WITHOUT ME, YOU CAN DO NOTHING. YOU NEED TO HAVE NO CONFIDENCE IN THE FLESH, WHICH IS WHAT THE APOSTLE PAUL SAID IN PHILIPPIANS CHAPTER 3, BUT YOU NEED TO HAVE ALL CONFIDENCE IN WHO YOU ARE IN CHRIST. AND MOST PEOPLE, THESE ARE SUCH POLAR OPPOSITES THAT MOST PEOPLE CAN'T SOMEHOW OR OTHER COMBINE THESE TWO. THEY EITHER HAVE THIS I CAN DO ANYTHING ATTITUDE OR I CAN DO NOTHING ATTITUDE. YOU NEED TO PUT THOSE TWO TOGETHER. I CAN DO NOTHING IN MYSELF, BUT I CAN DO ALL THINGS THROUGH CHRIST. MAN, THAT IS SO IMPORTANT. AND IT'S A PROCESS. I'VE USED THIS EXAMPLE MANY TIMES, BUT YOU KNOW, I WAS IN VIETNAM IN 1969, I WAS ACTUALLY IN BASIC. I WENT TO VIETNAM IN, in JANUARY 1970, BUT I WAS IN BASIC TRAINING IN 1969 WHEN THE APOLLO 11 CREW WALKED ON THE MOON, AND SO I MISSED THAT. I HEARD ABOUT IT, BUT I NEVER DID SEE ANYTHING ABOUT IT. WE DIDN'T HAVE NEWSPAPER. I DIDN'T READ. YOU COULDN'T WATCH TELEVISION. I MEAN, I JUST HEARD ABOUT IT AFTER THE FACT. AND SO BECAUSE OF IT, I'VE ALWAYS BEEN CURIOUS AND WANTED TO KNOW THINGS ABOUT IT. AND I WAS ON A TELEVISION PROGRAM WITH JIM IRWIN, ONE OF THE ASTRONAUTS WHO WALKED ON THE MOON. AND MAN, WHEN I FOUND OUT THAT, I GAVE HIM MY BOOKS AND SIGNED THEM. HE GAVE ME HIS BOOKS AND SIGNED THEM. AND I JUST GRILLED HIM AND WAS ASKING QUESTIONS. I WAS SO CURIOUS. AND I THOUGHT THAT IT WAS JUST PERFECT THE WAY THAT THEY SENT THAT CAPSULE TO THE MOON AND THAT EVERYTHING WORKED PERFECTLY. HE TOLD ME THAT IT WAS BETWEEN THREE AND FOUR DAYS THEY JUST THREW THAT CAPSULE TOWARDS THE MOON AND EVERY TEN MINUTES THEY HAD A COURSE CORRECTION. AND SOMETIMES, LIKE, HERE WAS THE MOON, THEY WERE GOING THIS DIRECTION. THEY WERE 90 DEGREES OFF FROM WHERE THEY WERE SUPPOSED TO GO. AND THEY WOULD HAVE TO HAVE A BURN FOR, I DON'T KNOW, A, a MINUTE OR SO TO GET BACK ON TARGET. THE TRUTH WAS THEY DIDN'T GO STRAIGHT TO THE MOON. THEY WENT LIKE THIS TOWARDS THE MOON. AND THEN THEY HAD A 500-MILE-LONG LANDING STRIP AND JIM IRWIN, I FORGET WHICH APOLLO uh, uh, NUMBER HE WAS, BUT ANYWAY, THEY NEARLY MISSED IT. HE SAID WHEN THEY GOT OUT OF THE LUNAR LANDER, THEY WERE WITHIN FIVE FEET OF BEING OUTSIDE THAT 500-MILE TARGET ZONE. AND AS HE WAS TELLING ME THESE THINGS, THE LORD JUST SPOKE TO ME, AND HE SAYS, THAT'S THE WAY IT IS IN DEALING WITH SELF. YOU DON'T EVER JUST NAIL IT WHERE YOU JUST, YOU KNOW, BOOM, YOU'RE THERE, AND IT'S PERFECT. NO, YOU GO THIS WAY. You. YOU START OFF TRYING TO LET GOD DOMINATE, BUT THEN you, YOU DRIFT BACK OVER HERE TO SELF, AND HE CORRECTS YOU, AND YOU COME BACK, AND THEN YOU GO THE OTHER DIRECTION, AND YOU GO LIKE THIS. YOU DON'T EVER JUST GET IT PERFECTLY, BUT YOU DO HAVE TO BLAST OFF. YOU DO HAVE TO START. AND THERE ARE SOME OF YOU WATCHING THIS PROGRAM THAT YOU'VE NEVER BLASTED OFF. YOU'VE NEVER HEARD ANYBODY SIT HERE AND COUNTER THE FACT THAT WE, BY NATURE, ARE CHILDREN OF THE DEVIL. AND THAT WE, THE HEART IS DESPERATELY WICKED, AND YOU THINK THAT YOU'RE REALLY uh, A BASICALLY GOOD PERSON, AND SO YOU TRUST IN YOURSELF. THIS MAY BE THE FIRST TIME YOU'VE EVER HEARD ANYBODY SAY THIS. YOU NEED TO HUMBLE YOURSELF, RECEIVE THIS TRUTH, AND BLAST OFF AND HEAD TOWARDS LETTING GOD DOMINATE INSTEAD OF SELF-DOMINATE. AND I CAN PROMISE YOU THAT IF YOU MAKE THAT DECISION TODAY, YOU WILL HAVE COURSE CORRECTIONS. IT MIGHT BE BY, YOU KNOW, YOU GET THROUGH WATCHING THIS PROGRAM, GETTING YOUR CAR TO GO TO WORK, AND ALL OF A SUDDEN SOMEBODY CUTS YOU OFF, AND YOU GOT AN OPPORTUNITY FOR A COURSE CORRECTION TO SAY, GOD BLESS THEM. PUT THEM AHEAD OF YOURSELF. WE'VE GOT PEOPLE STANDING BY AT THE PHONES THAT WOULD LOVE TO HEAR FROM YOU. PLEASE CALL. AND AS YOU CALL, REMEMBER, THIS IS MY LAST DAY TO OFFER THIS BOOK ON MORE GRACE, MORE FAVOR. I'VE ALSO GOT THIS TEACHING IN CD AND DVDs. AND IF YOU GIVE A GIFT OF ANY AMOUNT FOR THOSE MATERIALS, 
then you can request this little booklet on self-centeredness, the source of all grief. Listen to our announcer and please call or write today. Andrew's teaching, More Grace, More Favor, is available as a brand new book or as a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Or you can get the More Grace, More Favor package, which includes the book and your choice of either the CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $50, but you can receive all of these valuable resources today for just $35. Also today, Andrew has a bonus offer. You can request the Self-Centeredness, The Source of All Grief booklet for free when you order either the book, CD, or DVD album from Andrew's new teaching, More Grace, More Favor. The free booklet is limited to one free per household and is only available in the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these teachings. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or you can call our helpline 24 hours a day, five days a week, Monday through Friday at 719-635-1111. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. I want to let you know that our phone center has expanded our hours to where it's 24 hours a day, Monday through Friday. And we receive about 40,000 calls a month. The majority of those are prayer calls. We are seeing awesome things happen. We've seen uh, people raised from the dead by relatives that called in and asked us to pray with them. We've seen miracles of healing. We are seeing God touch people's hearts, change people's hearts. And uh, you know, the devil doesn't just fight you during the work hours, it's 24 hours a day. So we're open 24 hours a day, five days a week, 719-635-1111. The information will be on your screen, but I encourage you to call and take advantage of not only the products that we're offering, but we have some of the best prayer ministers on the planet. And now it's 24 hours a day, five days a week. If you'd like to receive prayer, Andrew Womack Ministries is here for you. Call our helpline at 719-635-1111, 24 hours a day, five days a week. Prayer ministers are standing by. At the time that I enrolled in classes, I wasn't able to move all the way to Colorado and you know, uproot my life. The flexibility of correspondence school was one of the biggest draws for me to enroll. I could get things done throughout the day and then I could go home and, and do my lessons. It's been such a blessing for me, for my family, just to see what God can do in a person's life when they just surrender and say, okay, God, I'll follow you. My name is Macy and I was a first year correspondence student. You can complete your first year of Karis Bible College as a correspondence student Go to karisbiblecollege.org to learn more. As a woman, you are called to thrive. You're created to know and be known by God. Experience unity with God and learn what it means to thrive in the vine. Cultivate fruit in the word and release yourself into a deeper purpose. 
at the 2020 Women's Arise Conference, November 5th through the 7th. Join us next week for a special Truth and Liberty broadcast as Andrew joins Tony Perkins, E.W. Jackson, Bill Federer, Janet Boynes, and General Jerry Boykin to discuss the importance of the upcoming election and why you need to vote your values. This is a critical election. We have to vote. But as Christians, it's more than a right. It's a responsibility. And I'm committed to making sure that we save the United States of America.